Do you feel like distractions are robbing your mind of the focus that you want? Do you know what you need to do, but yet some days your attention just feels like it's been hijacked? Is your to-do list like a million miles long? You're busy all day long, but at the end of the day, it feels like all the dings and bings and notifications steal you away from the things that really needed to get done. If it feels almost impossible to have the kind of focus that you need to get the kind of things done that you need to get done, you are not alone. And if you're sick of feeling this way and you want to learn how to focus, you, my friends, are listening to the right episode. The sea of concentration is your ability to focus, which we've talked about before. It's your ability to focus single-mindedly on one thing at a time and to work on that one task until it's complete and to discipline yourself not to do anything else or to become distracted by emails and bells and bips and noises and things like that. It's just your ability to focus like a laser beam on a single task. Thanks for joining me. My name is Shalene Johnson. And in today's episode, I'm going to share with you five really simple strategies to help you develop the habit of focus, to help you get your easily distracted brain to focus on the things that need to get done. And focus is essential. It's essential for everything. When we improve our focus, we improve our mood, our effectiveness, our relationships, our potential, our productivity, and our confidence. Now, if you're new to the show or you you don't know a lot about my story, I very much have struggled with focus all my freaking life. And I didn't know it was a big deal because my dad has pretty extreme ADHD. He was diagnosed, I think, at age 70. So it's never too late to get that diagnosis. I grew up in a household where things were pretty chaotic. I mean, it was fun and it was crazy. And we were always like changing subjects and things weren't very organized and things weren't often completed. So that was one thing I never learned to do. I always say I had this amazing childhood. My parents taught me how to do a lot of things. Let me take and experiment with new things. Let me take lessons and get into certain activities. But I always got to quit them. Like I never learned how to finish something. I never learned how to focus. And because of that, and also because of the fact that in my household, that was the norm. It was okay. So it was a skill I never learned. And even though it was okay in my household, it wasn't okay at school. It wasn't okay in the real world. It wasn't okay even when I had jobs when I was like 16 and 17 and 18 years old. It wasn't okay when I was in college. But I thought it was just something I didn't have, the way that some people have brown eyes and other people have green eyes. I just thought, well, I just wasn't born with focus. I didn't realize it was something that you could learn to do. I had no idea. It just never crossed my mind that it was a skill I could master until I was in my mid-20s and, I don't know, just exposure to other people who were into personal growth. I think someone actually mentioned to me that the problem I was having, the way that I was struggling, had everything to do with focus. It was the reason why I decided I needed to make a change in terms of like my entrepreneurial pursuits. That word just kept coming up. You need to learn to focus. You need to learn to focus. And enough people said that to me that I realized like, okay, well, if I need to learn how to do this, then there's got to be someone who can teach me how to do this. And so I set out to like figure out who's the expert at focus. And the first person I stumbled across was Brian Tracy. Brian Tracy still owns my heart. I'm still incredibly loyal to him. And I still think of him with the fondest of memories because literally it was learning how to control my distracted mind that changed the course of my life. Specifically, it was reading Eat That Frog. Hello. Today, I want to tell you about my Eat That Frog time management concept that can make you more effective in your everyday life. It can even 
double your productivity and performance in one day. Now, your frog is your biggest, most important task, the one you are most likely to procrastinate on if you don't do something about it. It's also the one task that can have the greatest positive impact on your life and results at the moment. What is it? The thing about frog eating is this. If you have to eat two frogs, eat the ugliest one first. If you continually implement this one simple strategy into your life and work, you'll be amazed at the results you'll begin to experience. Make a list, set priorities, start on your biggest and ugliest task and complete it first thing in the morning and your whole day will go smoother. I read that book and I was just like mind blown. And it's a very quick read. It's I'm sure it's been updated since I read it when I was in my 20s, but I just remember thinking to myself, this is like the answer to my prayers. Like I'm going to be able to create world domination with this kind of information. Like, why didn't anyone ever tell me this? Like, this is what all the other people have been doing. Oh my gosh. Like everything changed when I read that book and I became a literally a Brian Tracy disciple. Eventually I got enough money to go to one of his events. I went to a live event in Anaheim and there I, I bought some of his cassette tapes. That's what they were selling back then. Now they're digital courses. Back then they were cassette tapes. So I bought this big program on cassette tapes to teach me how to focus. And while those tapes were the foundation of the changes that I needed to make to learn how to kind of control my distracted brain, since that time I've learned and adapted the ways that I teach this to other people, especially those of you who are easily distracted. Today, I still consider myself someone who has the potential to be easily distracted. And it is why I have to keep myself in check. And it is why I have to use these five strategies that I'm going to share with you today. We start with step one, which is know the price that you pay. You must begin this whole process by like removing the sugar coating and like really getting honest about the impact it has on our lives when we are distracted. When we lose focus, we lose productivity. We have a lower quality of work. There's more errors, more mistakes. It's much harder to make a decision when we're not focused. You end up sucking at time management. And when you suck at time management, then you're constantly stressed. It has an impact on your relationships. It has an impact on your job. It has an impact on your self-esteem because you feel lousy about all these people and the ways you're letting others down. You're going to have missed opportunities you're going to be more likely to have accidents and errors and missteps and, and like, I mean, physical injuries. And when I say accidents, I mean, people who are distracted, including yours truly, have a higher rate of auto accidents than people who are able to focus. And in order for the remaining four steps to work, you really have to take a moment and like feel the pain that comes with being distracted. Like it's not cute. I know we joke about it and I know I'm super guilty of that myself. You know, I like to make light of it, but the truth of the matter is I hate it. I really do. I hate when I need to be focused and I feel distracted. And so I think back on this list because a lot of this is learning how, we're going to get to this step later, but a lot of this really boils down to you like knowing the consequences of being distracted because it is a choice. Unlike eye color. Unlike a lot of things in life that we don't have any ability to control, we do have the ability to some extent to control our focus, to quiet distractions, 
or to at least turn down the volume on those distractions so that we can get the task at hand done. And then later we can go back to that really fun dopamine producing distraction. Moving on to step two. Step two is the why, what, and when. Let's start with the first one, the why. To truly make these steps stick, you need to start with why you actually want to be distracted. Believe it or not, we actually want to be distracted. We want to be distracted because there's something we don't want to feel. There's either something we don't want to feel or something we don't want to do. It's part of the reason why we procrastinate, but it's also, it's deeper than that. Sometimes we want to feel distracted because of trauma, past traumas, things that we haven't fully processed or experienced. Sometimes we want to be distracted because we don't want to feel bored, because we don't want to feel overwhelmed, because we don't want to face the fact that we could fail. Sometimes we're just looking for something that's stimulating. And I think this is especially true in recent years because of things like the phone, right? Like some will disagree, but I just don't think that you can deny the fact that every time this dings or rings or pings or sends you a notification, you feel like you have to look at your phone. It's a constant distraction. It is the reason why I handle my phone very differently. And I try to handle my phone as little as possible. In fact, my phone says, grab your push journal. Okay. That is so that when I go to turn on my phone, which is the ultimate distraction, I will do this instead. I'll grab my push journal. Now, and this is not a promotion for the push journal. I've said this many times. I don't care what you use. I just know from the science and the experts and anyone who treats people who are easily distracted that since the invent of this, we become more and more distracted. So trying to use this as a means by which to keep yourself on track is a joke. It really is. Like people are like, well, set alarms on your phone. If that works for you, fantastic. For me, it's just white noise. It means I have to open up my phone to turn something off. And the second I've turned something off, I go into something else. I go into Instagram. I go into like whatever it is. So that becomes a serious distraction. I need to remember to grab a pen and paper. I want to mention my pillow that I've been sleeping on that my husband tried to steal from me last night. So I think I mentioned in a previous episode that I bought this pillowcase. You know, there's lots of silk and satin pillowcases, but I found one that is insane. And then I bought a matching robe. And then I bought the spray that you spray your pillows with before you go to bed or your bed linens. And it's like eucalyptus and lavender and it smells delicious. I discovered all of those products after initially it was a silk pillowcase from Blissey that made a huge difference for me that I bought because I had was watching a bunch of videos of people talking about like how to repair overly chemically processed hair like mine that's super fine anyways and everyone swears by using a silk pillow. So then I did a little bit of research and found this pillowcase by Blissey and it's not just that it keeps my hair detangled and it's better at night for your hair, but it's also temperature regulating, which is huge. It's also hypoallergenic and you could just like throw it in the washing machine. Everybody loves these pillowcases. I freaking love their robe too. But by the way, over 1 million people have tried Blissey and you can now try Blissey for 60 nights risk-free. Okay, and get this, for a limited time, Blissey is giving my listeners an additional 30% off. That's a total of 55% off. What the what? Yes, plus free shipping. 55% off plus free shipping. Hello, go there. The link is in the show description or just go to blissy.com forward slash Shaleen. Use code Shaleen. That gets you 55% off. That's insane. Stock up. 
I need to remember to grab a pen and paper. So for me, part of the reason why, the why, the why I am distracted is because my brain is looking for dopamine. And this is especially true for those of us who maybe have been diagnosed with ADHD and maybe haven't. In fact, I should ask and let me know, would you like for me to share my own personal journey with ADHD and how I manage it with supplements, exercise, medication, and behavioral adaptations that I've made, most all of which I've, I've had to do all my life. I, I can do that. Or while we're on the subject, maybe what you prefer to hear is how I use a day planner to schedule my day, to do my time blocking, and to accomplish big, big goals by making them smaller. All right, so you let me know. And, and again, I mean this when I say this, I don't care if you use a push journal. I just happen to love it. But I do want you to use some form of written planning. And we're going to get to that step in just a moment. But if you want me to break down my specific process, like how I specifically schedule my day and how I accomplish my goals, and you can do it with whatever planner you prefer, those are your two options. So do you want to know my ADHD journey and how I treat it and modify it? Or do you want to know about how I use a day planner and accomplish goal mastery? So that's the first part of the second step. It's the why, right? And the second part of that is to ask yourself, what? What are you doing? Like, what is your go-to when it comes to distractions? And this is really important. So right now you need to take out a pen and a piece of paper. And if you're driving while you're listening to this, okay, make sure you do this later. Like make a mental note to yourself that you're going to do this later. Because I really... I'm telling you, this step is so critical. It's like, it is the self-awareness that you need. You need to make a list of the things that you do to distract yourself. I'll tell you what mine are. I love to do things that look productive and they probably feel productive too. So I can kind of lie to myself and I, and I also don't feel like I look like I'm wasting time if I'm organizing the kitchen, organizing the sock drawer, organizing the laundry room. Like organization is my go to. It's like destination procrastination. When my brain doesn't want to do what it needs to do, I'm like, oh, well, how could I possibly start that project while there's clutter sitting over there? Let me just clear up all that clutter. And you know what? It's been such a long time since anyone has organized the pots and pans in the kitchen. Like, let me organize them according to size. So organization is a big one for me. Social media. Obviously, social media is a huge one. Another one is random rabbit holes. Like I love to like be fascinated suddenly by lighthouses and then spend like four hours <laughs> researching the origins of lighthouses. Some of my other favorites include reaching out to people to see if they have any problems I can solve. Like it's so much more fun to deal with other people's problems. Like do you have a problem in your business? Is there something going on in your love life? Call me, tell me about it. Let's chat. Like that's the perfect distraction. I can have like a mountain of tasks that I need to do that day. But like if a friend texts me and they're like, hey, I'm going through something. I'm like, okay, go. Like, tell me about it. Like, and I'll, I'll spend hours. Why? Because it feels good. It's a distraction and it's fun. And sometimes it's much more fun to do other people's stuff and to do the things that I guess come easy and those are my destination procrastinations. Pretty simple. I've really been able to minimize most of these, but not all. The organization one still creeps up on me all the time. Remember, this was a three-parter. The first part was the why we do it. The second part is what do we do? And the third part is when do we do it? And that's really key is understanding, okay, when am I tempted to do these things? 
I can tell you, for example, today, like just before it was about to start, like we're staying in a townhome right now, right? And as I was walking into this room, the pillows were in disarray and the rug has a crinkle in it. How can I be expected to focus and record an episode of The Shaleen Show if there's a wrinkle in this carpet, right? But yet that would mean I have to like lift up the couch by myself and move all the furniture and then straighten out the rug and then figure out how to get the couch back on because Brett's not here right now. How, how am I going to do that by myself anyways? But I'm telling you, I had to go through the next step that I'm about to share with you in order to stop myself from using that as a productive distraction. So the third part of this step is to figure out like when you're doing these things. So for me, it's whenever I know I'm like about to enter into like something where I have to really focus hard. I know it probably just seems like I do this completely extemporaneous and it's like really fun. And it is, it is, but I really do have to stay so focused. I mean, if I kept taking breaks to check my phone or to organize things, my editors would, they'd kill me. They'd want to chop my head off. Like, I have to stay focused and none of us like want to stay focused. So that's when I'm going to look for distractions. I will look for a distraction when I'm at the gym. Sometimes when I'm at the gym, if I don't keep the habit of putting my phone on airplane mode, I'll be in between sets. And instead of doing something like stretching, which I should do, I'll distract myself from stretching by checking to see how many likes I just got on my latest episode of The Shaleen Show. Why? It doesn't matter. It's not going to change the number. The number's still going to be the same when I'm done lifting. And all that does is it, it makes my workout longer. It's less effective. I'm bugging anyone else who's like waiting for the machine that I'm using. I feel bad about myself because then I've wasted extra time in the gym. It never feels good to feel distracted. And there's rarely a positive outcome from being distracted, which is different from daydreaming. I feel like I probably even need to do an updated podcast on that topic. So drop me a comment wherever you're listening to this. Let me know if, do you want me to go into depth on diet phasing? I can. Do I still phase my diet? So you remember I wrote the book, 131 Method, and that eventually evolved into what we called phase it up. Phase it up is this concept. I'm not going to get into the whole thing, but the answer is yes. I do phase my diet and I think it's very important to phase your diet. And one of the things that was hard for a lot of people like myself when we were traveling is to, you know, kind of eat in whatever phase I was on. Like, so maybe that's keto or maybe we're doing more plant-based or maybe we're doing intermittent fasting where we're, we're not eating in the morning. Like all these different phases and it's very difficult sometimes to shift your thinking and the way that you're shopping, etc. One of the things we found to be super helpful is to use a food delivery service. I did my research and I'm telling you, after hearing about this company on a different podcast, I'm like, all right, well, I'll try that one too. And hands down the best, greenchef.com. Okay. So I know I've talked about this in the past, but if you have ever thought like, okay, we need to change the way that we're eating, this is a wonderful, it almost trains you to know like what portion sizes should look like and what does a meal based on whatever it is, whether you want to become or phase your diet to become more vegetarian, like I said, or Mediterranean, you can do that with Green Chef. And despite the myths that it's super expensive, it's actually not you're actually going to waste far less food. And ultimately, like, what is your health worth to you, right? Okay, now this is crazy. But Green Chef has agreed to give you guys 60% off 
plus free shipping. I'm like, are you sure? <laughs> like what? Can I use that? Yeah, you get 60% off plus free shipping when you go to greenchef.com forward slash 60 Shaleen and then you have to use my code 60 Shaleen. Got it? That is how you're going to get a huge discount on the number one meal kit for eating well. Also for your convenience, I always put those links in our show description. It never feels good to feel distracted and there's rarely a positive outcome from being distracted which is different from daydreaming. Generally speaking, when I have something that's like a big project, something that feels overwhelming, something that I, in my head, I've made it out to be bigger than what it needs to be or harder than what it needs to be, that's when I find myself gravitating towards the distraction. I also find that when I've gone too long in a focused state, that's when I, I need a distraction. So there are times when you actually need a distraction, like your brain actually needs that distraction. I remember when I worked in corporate for a little while and also when we sold one of our companies and we part of our contract meant that we had to go back up and meet with a company that we had sold to, right? And so we would sit in these big corporate meetings from like 8 a.m. until 6 p.m. and my brain would just melt. Like I felt like I was having panic attacks, anxiety attacks. I'm like, get me out of here. Could anyone actually still be focused in this meeting? Is anyone really paying attention? And how is anyone getting anything done if all day long you're in freaking meetings? Talking about the work that you're supposed to be doing when? And because tomorrow we have all day meetings and it didn't make any sense to me. That's why I love being my own boss. I just could not handle that. When I do have to have meetings, like with our team, they can probably focus longer than I can. And this is something I think it's really important. You have to know how long can you focus effectively? Because some of us actually do need to take a break. And there's a lot of research that shows that's anywhere from 45 minutes to two hours. I think it really depends. You know yourself. I can probably go about two hours and then I need a break. And I need to do something physical. And I need to do something funny. And I need to do something light. And then I can come back in and my brain is charged up and ready to go. Step three is to make a list of the things that you need to do. Now, I just want to keep this super simple for you. Like I said, there are so many different processes for creating to-do lists, getting things done, bullet lists or bullet journaling. You know, I use a push journal. There's, there's a million different ways to do this. But the bottom line is this. If you don't put it on paper, then you can't do the next step. And the next step has to do with blocking your time right? So it's almost like spending. Like, so if you were to say, okay, I need to go grocery shopping. You also have to figure out, like, I need to buy things. You have to figure out like, what do I need to buy? And I have to look at that list and then figure out like, okay, what's realistic with the amount of time that I have available. So I like to start with the list first and I make a massive brain dump because just getting it off of my head and onto paper, that alone helps me to feel less distracted. As someone who does have ADHD, our working memories are not as efficient as the neurotypical. So for me, I'm always worried I'm going to forget something. Always. So if I don't put it on paper, then it's going to keep popping into my brain, popping into my brain and distracting me no matter what it is I'm doing. If I'm having a conversation with you and I haven't written down that one like, you know, million dollar idea that I just had, I can't even focus on what you're saying. My husband can attest to this. He'll be like telling me something really, really important like, okay, Shalene. The flight leaves at 4 p.m. tomorrow. And if he's come up to tell me that without like 
doing, and I know this is my responsibility, but if he does that without like first like checking in on my eyes to see if I'm like in the middle of a thought, and if he doesn't give me a moment to write that down, I will say to him, because it's my responsibility to say, I didn't hear what you said. I apologize. I just did not hear what you said. Let me write this down. Let me finish this thought. And then if you could tell me again. And so now we have this great rapport where it doesn't, hopefully it doesn't bother him as much as it did when we first got married and he didn't know that's how my brain worked. But the truth of the matter is all of these things are a distraction if you're trying to keep track of them in your brain. That is why you must put them on paper. That's the number one reason. But the number two reason is if you don't put them on paper, then you don't have any idea how much time all these things are going to take, right? So what I like to do, and again, I don't want to go into too much detail because I want you to use a system that works for you. But generally speaking, I write down everything that I truly need to get done today and I try to be as realistic as possible. You know what I would love to do today? I would love to clean out my closet. But I also know that's unrealistic because that alone could be six hours. So maybe what's more realistic is I give that a time frame of like, I'd like to spend 30 minutes cleaning out just the top drawer in my closet. Something simple like that. But you make your list and I like to choose three things that really absolutely must get done today. And I've got the time to get them done. So step three is writing all of those things down. Step four is creating time blocks. And that's just a fancy word that basically means figuring out little blocks of time where you're going to do chunks of your activities. Now you can take specific activities are on your to-do list. Like let's say one of them is you need to return some items to the mall. Does anyone even do that anymore? Maybe you have to return some things to Amazon. That, is that more realistic? Yeah. Okay. So you've got to do that, right? And so you've got to log into your account and you got to figure out the item and all those things and think about it. That's going to take like probably 20 minutes. That's not a 10 minute task. That's probably like a 20 minute task, you know, especially if you're really staying focused, like that's about a 20 minute task. Okay. So you can actually schedule that on your schedule, on your time on your calendar. Again, I like to use a written schedule so I can see what I'm doing every half hour of the day and I like to block it out. I also personally, because I struggle with the perception of time and I don't like feeling bad about myself if I'm late, I don't like the feeling of being rushed when I'm doing things creatively. So I always put a big cushion on my blocks. And I do it that way because if you schedule yourself really, really tight, and congratulations if you can do that. But the average person can't do that because when you schedule yourself really, really tight, life gets in the way. The unexpected happens. And then you're going to be down on yourself. I would rather you schedule big blocks of time and then you find out that not only do you get the things that must get done today done, but you also ticked off a few of the not so important, but maybe fun things that you need to get done or wanted to get done. Now, I really need you to understand this. Because I know for me, whenever I would hear someone talk about time blocking, I would be like, I do the same thing every day. I'm in charge of my own schedule. Or maybe I don't have to write out my schedule. I know I'm at work from nine to five and I know that I'm home, that I have time after work from 5.30 till 10 o'clock to get things done. So why would I need to schedule these? I'm going to explain to you why it's critical if you want to stay focused to use time blocking, to put your schedule on paper. And here's the reason why. Because of a a notion known as liminal moments, a liminal moment is a transition stage. It's kind of an in-between moment. It's a feeling of uncertainty or ambiguity. It's that moment where you're not quite sure what you're supposed to be doing or what's going to be happening next. It's at that threshold, like where you're toggling from one task to another. 
If you don't have things written down and you experience that liminal moment, which you will all day long, that's when distraction kicks in. That's when we go to the thing that dopamine is drawing us to. So when you have time blocks, when you put the things you really need to get done on a time, in a block, not at a specific minute mark, but in a block, that's what keeps you focused. I'm telling you, it's a game changer. I don't think a lot of people realize that sometimes it's not a business coach that you need. You really need like a therapist to help you get unstuck, to figure out like why it is you're holding yourself back, why it is you repeat some of these same patterns that have you believing you don't deserve more money or to ask for the promotion or to start the business. So when you think about hiring a therapist, there's so many different types of therapists, so many different types of therapy. And I think if you're just like going to somebody in person, that's a lot of effort. Like you've got to find the person, then drive to their office, and then maybe there's a connection, but maybe there isn't. And then you've like wasted all this time and money. I have to tell you, that is why I'm such a big fan of Talkspace. Talkspace is, it's so much more than just a place where you can find a therapist. They have therapists who specialize in whatever area it is that you want to improve, whether it's maybe your body image your relationship with food, your money mindset. Maybe you've got some unresolved issues with anger or sadness or resentment or grief. Like whatever it is, they have a specialist who specializes in that. I might add, it is at a fraction of the cost of what you would spend with an in-person therapist. And in-person therapy is phenomenal. I agree, it's great. But there are so many times when I just, it's like I need somebody very specific for this, like someone who can help me break through this pattern that I keep repeating as an entrepreneur. So if that's you, I wanna recommend the number one online therapy platform, which is Talkspace. They have licensed therapists with more than 150 different areas of specialization, like anxiety, depression, substance abuse. Like I said, whatever area of your life you wanna improve, they have a therapist who specializes in that. And as a listener of The Shaleen Show, I'm going to give you a special link. This is a new link, okay? So you want to go to Talkspace.com forward slash Shaleen. Remember that link. You don't need to use a code. That link will give you $80 off your first month. And frankly, it is a phenomenal way to support the show and support yourself. Again, it's Talkspace.com forward slash Shaleen. And do me a favor. Tell me about your experience. I love sharing your personal stories. I won't share your name, but like I love hearing from those of you who've used Talkspace and how transformative it has been for you. All right, again, it's Talkspace.com forward slash Shaleen. When you put the things you really need to get done on a time, in a block, not at a specific minute mark, but in a block, that's what keeps you focused. I'm telling you, it's a game changer. People underestimate it, but it's a freaking game changer. Just using a to-do list alone is not enough. It won't work. I mean, it's certainly more effective than not using anything at all, but if you use a list and you block out your time, you're freaking unstoppable. Step three and step four, I think are probably the hardest ones because they require habit. They require you to get in the habit of doing these things. Step five is kind of what seals the deal in my estimation. Step five is the practice of when then. When then is the idea that you're aware of the habits you need to create when then. So it's learning how to catch yourself 
when you're about to be distracted, when you're about to do something that feels really productive, like it needs to be done. It just doesn't need to be done right now. It's catching yourself in that moment and then redirecting yourself. And learning to redirect yourself is a skill. It's about impulse control. Impulse control is a habit and habits are something anyone can learn, right? So if you haven't already, I want you to check out or listen at, right after you listen to this one, I want you to listen to the episode that I did on habit stacking because when you use the technique of habit stacking, you can learn how to develop a habit in like one day. It doesn't take 21 days. It doesn't take 64 days or whatever the research says. Like if you actually follow this methodology of habit stacking, I mean, the world is your oyster. Practicing when then is how we manage ourselves. Like this fifth step is all about you managing you. That's the bottom line. Like we've got to get much better at managing you and you managing your impulse controls. So it is truly a habit. It's learning to do things like, for example, I didn't even think about it, but this, me putting that on my phone, and maybe there's something that you could put on your phone that would remind you every single time you picked up. And for those of you who are listening and can't see the visual, my screensaver of my phone says, grab your push journal. So maybe yours could say, check your to-do list or whatever it is that works for you so that you remember 90, I think 90% of the time when we're going to our phones, it's really just for a distraction. I mean, sometimes we work from our phones, right? And maybe you do. But even if you do, there are things you need to avoid doing. Like you have to figure out where are you going to put those apps you don't need to go into 24-7? How do you manage your Slack notifications, your email notifications, your notifications that you are required maybe by your boss or your job or your team to have turned on? But what about the notifications that you, you really don't? You just have them turned on because of FOMO. You feel like you're going to miss out on a conversation or miss out on something really important. Turn those off because what you're going to miss out on is focus. And without focus, distractions rob you of your dreams. Distractions rob you of your potential. Distractions rob you of the true greatness that can come from your relationships. The, the true greatness that you have within you will never get expressed if you're constantly being distracted. I use when then to create little physical reminders. So if there's a place where I, I know I'm going to get easily distracted, for example, when I'm putting on my makeup, like I completely lose sense of time when I'm putting on my makeup. So I use a physical timer where I can actually see the time ticking away. It's called a time timer and I will link to it below this episode. It's just something I, I got on Amazon. I think it's created for kids, but it's wonderful for anyone who knows that when you're in a certain space, you tend to get distracted. Another thing that you can do is use this timer to keep yourself focused for a certain amount of time. So you know that when the colored wheel on the timer goes to zero, well, at that point, you've done a full hour and you can give yourself the reward of, I don't know, checking Instagram or organizing your sock drawer. It's when I go to bed, then I put my phone in the other room. If at night you're distracted on your phone and then you can't sleep because you've been looking at your screen and checking out people's social media stories, when I'm in the kitchen and Brett's watching his financial shows, which he loves to do, that's a distraction for me. Some people like noise in the background. I can't have noise in the background. So when his TV shows are on, I know to put my headphones on. I have noise-canceling headphones and I love to listen to binary beats. I can't listen to music that has lyrics while I'm trying to stay focused. Because if I do, I'll start trying to like rap or I'll start thinking about the lyrics instead of what it is I'm supposed to be focused on. 
And let's face it, sometimes it just feels good to be distracted. Sometimes we need a distraction. Like when we have something really sad that we're dealing with or something that's heavier and stressful, we need a distraction and that's okay. But the key is to schedule it. Now, I wanted to give you these five simple strategies to help you quiet the distractions and become more focused. But there's so many other things you can do to improve your focus. For example, the environment and how you create your workspace can improve your focus. Removing clutter, things like supplements. Your supplementation can dramatically improve your focus. I take supplements every day that I'm positive improve my focus, like Pure, and this is not a a plug for them, uh, although they are show sponsors, but I take Organifi Pure for my focus. Medications for your focus. I've said to you many times that I take a prescription medication for my ADHD. I can go into that if you want in further detail. It's using, you know, the clocks and timers. It's meditation, things like meditation, exercise, your nutrition, cold plunges, mantras, strength training, your eye placement, like literally where you put your, your phone screen or your, your laptop screen. If you're looking down or versus up, those things can impact your focus. And most importantly, and perhaps often least talked about, is therapy. Therapy can tremendously help you improve your focus. Have you ever been going through something like really gnarly with a friend or a family member or a loved one, and you just can't focus? Like you can't think about anything but the thing. It's almost impossible. Like that's when people get in car accidents. You find them just reveling in their emotions Emotions are incredibly distracting and I'm not telling you to push them down, but I am suggesting that like the shortcut is to find a great therapist that can help you work through those things because when you remove those things, you're like, I don't want to bring that up because that's going to distract me. Nope, it's there. It is like a beach ball that you're trying to push underneath the water and you don't realize you're constantly pushing it underneath the water and because you haven't dealt with it you're so distracted by holding it the whole time underwater where you can manage things that if for a moment you release it it's going to flip up and, and eventually it will and so you are being vigilant in constantly thinking about this thing that you don't want to think about this thing that you've already worked through and i'm just here to tell you your big sister's telling you i don't care how old you are you should probably consider talking to a therapist about it. it's kind of fun I mean, think about it. Like someone's literally being paid to listen to you and just make it about you and you're going to be better for it in the long run and more focused. What do you have to lose? But lastly, I want to say, these are my strategies. I hope that they will work for you. Review those five, but also remember we're all individuals. So you're going to find your own way to tweak these things and make them your own the same way that you will with creating a daily planner and your own list. But research shows overwhelmingly It is far more beneficial to take pen to paper, especially since it's like, I remember when this thing came out, I'm like, oh, we're all going to be so organized. Little did we know, little did we know. If you've made it to this part of the episode, congratulations. We've got a lot in common. You're my kind of gal, my kind of guy. You're the type of person I want to hang out with because you're into this personal development stuff and you're probably already feeling far more focused. You've got the strategies now. Let's put them into practice. Believe in yourself. Believe that this is possible. Also, remember, you're going to have to come back and revisit this. Like anything, we have to keep ourselves in check. So maybe make a note to yourself to listen to this episode again six months from now. Oh, one last thing. So last week, we released on YouTube. So we release on Wednesdays and on Fridays. Last week, we did a little test to see if, because we heard from that people wanted the video released on Sundays. 
that like it's easier for you to consume the videos on Sundays. So last week we did release the video on Sundays and it did not do better. So I think we're going to go back to Friday, but I don't know. Do you want it on Friday or on Sunday? Doesn't matter to us. We'll give it to you when, whenever it's most convenient for you, I promise. But yeah, so that was what happened last week. And this week, we will make that decision based on whatever you say below in our comments. Thank you so much for spending this time with me. I know I say this every time, but like it, it means a lot. Like there's, look at all these other videos and episodes on podcasts that you could listen to and you spent this time with me and that really is something I very much value. So thank you. I love you. I mean it and I'll talk to you soon. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day from Movement. Whether your mom is into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, everything at Movement is up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale. A watch is a gift that celebrates all the time you spent with mom. And a Movement watch is even more than that. Movement uses industry-leading materials for their fresh modern watch designs, from technically complex ceramics to vintage-inspired style, all for an incredible value your wrist and wallet will both love. And with one-size-fits-all convenience and fast-free shipping and returns, it's a stress-free shopping experience. Save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with Movement. Get up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.